Well, welcome, Faith family. Uh, we are doing our weekly routine of having a panel discussion or a sermon review. Uh, this is uh, meant to be a benefit to you to help just model for you that you don't just need to passively listen to a sermon, but you can kind of unpack it. You can ask questions of the text. Uh, and it's just another way for us to dive uh, deeper together into the weekly sermon. So I'll start out with a good softball question. I'll start with you, Daniel. How are, just generally, how are you blessed by today's sermon, and what are some things you appreciate about it? Yeah, so the, the biggest thing was just what Philippians is all about, and that's, that's joy. It's joy in Christ, and the sermon uh, was just exuded that as well. And, and just the joy of, of knowing who Christ is, the joy of being a believer. Um, it, it, it's so easy to just get down in the, the drudgery of the week. And, um, but when we think about what God has done for us in the gospel, uh, it, it really is incredible, and we need leaders and teachers just to remind us of that. Um, and we, we need to be helped, and, and I, I was helped and blessed by that, just having more uh, joy in, uh, in the gospel and then, and then the fellowship of believers as well. Exactly, especially as we're getting back to the new normal, uh, even though we're in COVID, it's just, again, that joy in being together with other believers is, is definitely there. Mike, what are some things that you were blessed by or that you appreciated from the sermon? Well, and I wrote in big letters in my notes during here, it's the value of the gospel message. And what I meant by that uh, was that when Paul went to the river or when Paul dealt with the the slave girl or the jailer he could have put on a skit he could have given them tracks or he could have given them resources but what did he do he shared the simple gospel message nothing else mm -hmm. and um, man it just poked me uh, today real hard mm -hmm. so great uh, yeah, I, 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 on a technical aspect, I just like how Kyle really spent so much time in the book of Acts. Yeah. Uh, and, you yes. know, if you're going to talk about what, what's the context of this book, what's, who are the, who's the audience, um, you know, but even before going to other historical, extra-biblical resources, like, hey, there's a, there's a great discussion of this church in the book of Acts, and just showing how Scripture uh, refers to itself, and that's one of the best Bible study resources, is just other Scripture. And then all of a sudden, the, the history behind it makes a lot more sense. So that's just a technical aspect. And then again, like, uh, I think this was really brought out in the song uh, that Matt composed and, and explained today, and how it was based on earlier teaching that, uh, that uh, Kyle's done about this particular word, doulos, yeah. how Paul calls himself a doulos, a, and which often gets interpreted as servant because slave sounds kind of harsh, but there's just rejoice in, in, in the fact that we are slaves of Christ if we have trusted in him. As uh, the, the great philosopher Bob Dylan once said, you got to be a slave of something, and uh, that really <laughs> is true. You are a slave, of, no matter how free you think you are or uh, doing your own thing, we are a slave to something. The, the truth of Christianity is that if you are a slave of Christ, you have found true freedom. Yeah. So that's, that's yeah. just so important. And just realize that takes the pressure off. I'm, I'm not owned by myself. I am not my own. Uh, Christ owns me. And that takes a lot of pressure off. And that shows me how I ought to live my life, kind of simplifies things. Hmm. Well, uh, he, he broke down several different characters here in the, in the <laughs> first three, uh, five verses of Philippians. Uh, there's Lydia. There's the slave girl. There's the jailer. Uh, Mike, again with you, which character do you feel most like, including we'll throw in Paul and Timothy while we're at it? Yeah. Um, probably, re realistically, I'm, I'm more like Timothy, I guess. Um, 
but I'm drawn to the jailer. Mm -hmm. And um, probably because he was an old guy and he was um, probably a little crusty, that, that type of thing. So uh, that's, that's who I'm personally mm -hmm. drawn to. Dean? I, yeah, I think, I think if I were to, I'd probably have to more thoroughly examine, but, but I would say the jailer. Just th there's a sense of like, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm living life, I'm doing, I'm doing my job. I'm morally, working. Yeah, mm -hmm. doing the, the job morally correct with yeah. the with the yes. everybody wants you, you know, exactly. what you're supposed to do. Right, right. Have uh, a good reputation, especially since uh, Kyle brought out the, it's all possibility he was a Roman veteran is why he had this job. So we, mm -hmm. we inter you and I interact with a lot of folks who are just doing their job honorably and, and, yes. and content in that. Uh, yeah, I think all of us kind of have a Timothy and maybe even a Lydia aspect. We weren't, you know, tales of like, uh, sin before God saved us, and certainly we all have a godly heritage. I know I, uh, Timothy, had a godly mother and grandmother. Uh, of course, that's, that's me as well, and my father uh, loved the Lord as well. Uh, so I have that, but you, and of course we know people who have that powerful Paul testimony. They were maybe a very antagonistic atheist, or they were a proponent of another religion, or they were in some ways persecuting Christians, and then God saved. Or they went out to disprove Christianity and ended up believing it. And we we certainly have heard of people who are just a mess. They they are a victim, and maybe they victimize others as well, and they just seem like a hopeless case. And then the gospel transforms their life. Um, so it just goes to show that God uh, is saving all kinds of people and that no one is beyond his redemption. But you got to worry about the, being a, a Pharisee who doesn't realize uh, that we have a need for transformation. Yeah. Uh, so we also talked in those three different characters, we also talked about uh, three different kinds of evangelism, or uh, at least maybe they're not three different kinds of evangelism, but just different ways that we can have an uh, impact on other people's lives that will lead to the gospel. Words, deeds, and example. Uh, which one do you feel like you're the, the strongest in? I'll start with you, Daniel. I think by nature of just the, the work that I do as a chaplain in the military, words, um, that, that is a, the bulk of what I end up doing. And every once in a while, maybe, maybe it would be uh, example or, or at least effort at example. <laughs> um, uh, most of the time it's, what am, what am I doing? Somebody help me out. I'm just trying to do this thing. Um, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it would be it would be words just in in counseling and the opportunity to to share mm -hmm. Christ in that way. Yeah, Mike, I'd like to be able to say that, mm -hmm. but I'm and you know I don't know I, I probably more an example because I'm I'm more timid personally on mm -hmm. the word, uh, the, the, the words, but because you know I'm always thinking, am I going to say the right thing? Am I going to say the wrong thing? Mm -hmm. But when you say the gospel. Like you just said, there's a lot of pressure taken off yeah. uh, of me when I uh, just just share the gospel. Yeah, I mean, I think I'm more uh, drawn to just trying to give the message. Um, but even, you know, and, and there's a whole different ways that I need to get so much better at working out the gospel in my own life, whether it's irritation with others or a host of other things. But even in just my simple, you know, the Holy Spirit living inside me, generally seeking to honor the Lord with my life, Certain circumstances, that stands out. You know, it almost doesn't take much nowadays in our culture, certainly in the Army, to kind of stand out. And just, just your attempts at trying to please God by the way you talk and the way you live your life and, and reaching out to others and trying to show compassion on people. You, you can have a ministry through your example and through your deeds. And, of course, uh, a lot of people try to, to think it was either or other. There, a lot of people like to have that, uh, say that quote from, was it St. Francis of Assisi, that preach the gospel always and when necessary use words. That sounds really pretty, but no one's going to get saved by your good deeds or by your example. Uh, no, those can be wonderful ways 
to uh, adorn the gospel, as different passages say, so that you have the opportunity to share those uh, life-saving words. Um, so, but that's those are important. Those are all examples. Now, we honestly, we I don't think we think about you know living a, a good life just for the witnessing opportunity. That's a wonderful byproduct. The reason we seek to live a life of justice and mercy and kindness and godliness and purity is to please God. And then that often has a wonderful spillover effect in being a tool for evangelism as well. Well, Kyle had uh, several great points. One of them was the essence of the church, what it is fundamentally. And, you know, in our culture, people think of churches as buildings, as social clubs, as just some nominal identity. Like, I hardly ever go to Mass, but I'm Catholic, or I hardly ever go to church, but I'm Baptist. Or as a charity, not that, you know, social, uh, you know, trying to meet uh, physical needs, even as a collective church body is wrong, but some people just think that's what a church does. They're just there for soup kitchens and for uh, outreach uh, ministry. What is, in your own words, what is the church, Daniel? It's a, it's a hard thing to, to pinpoint. Because so, even the word, I, I was reading about this um, uh, maybe a couple months back. Like the word church, the English word church comes from, you know, way, way back when, lot, lots of different words. Mm-hmm. But, but one of them is like the Lord's house. And then it became known as like this physical structure. So just the, just the English word that mm-hmm. we have has to do, has reference to the physical structure Whereas really, when we say church, we're really talking about like the bride of Christ. What, what Kyle really emphasized today, slaves and saints. Like it's, it, is, mm-hmm. it is people that Jesus died for. Um, but there are so many other descriptors in, uh, in the Bible of what the church is and what it acts as. And, and, uh, but, but the community of saints um, who all believe that the gospel is paramount in everything that they do. So, like, at the end of the day, the one hill that I have to die on is that I believe that Jesus lived a life that I could not live, died, and rose again, and is now reigning mm-hmm. and will come again. Like that, it's it's holding to that with other people. Um, that that's a, maybe as as close without oh, sure. without like you know writing a paper exactly. paper on it <laughs> doctoral so, dissertation yeah, yeah. yeah Mike what is the church in just your own your own terms yeah. well it it's changed over my life there mm-hmm. was a time when it was mm-hmm. just a uh, a building a group of people that uh, the habit that I did on every Sunday but even though and I was talking to my wife about this the other day even though I'm more of an introvert I. There is great pleasure in me sitting back and watching people interact mm-hmm. in our church. Mm-hmm. But it's to know that collectively, in my, my, little, my little church of faith family, collectively, those are the things we hold the gospel and, and, as the, the only means of salvation, mm-hmm. uh, that we are slaves and that we are saints. And the saint thing was unique for me today because it made me realize I have to... In, in this small body, I need to make sure that I treat others in the church as a saint, uh, you know, as Paul called those. But it's just, I, I'm like you. I, it's a hard definition, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, in my mind, I can visualize it. It doesn't yeah. necessarily come off my mouth, but it is, it's the, the body of believers yeah. that I call family and friends. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Uh, 
so what is the church? I love how in our membership uh, class, we make uh, at the very beginning, we make the distinction between the universal church mm -hmm. and the local church. Mm -hmm. Obviously, the universal church is anyone who is truly trusted in Jesus Christ. And this includes Old Testament uh, saints who are looking forward to the promises of God fulfilled in Christ. Uh, those of us who have trusted Christ anywhere of any race, we are part of Christ's body. And one day we will all be reunited with him in glory that is the universal church. Anyone, everyone who is saved is part of that. But of course, frequently throughout the New Testament, we are commanded to gather with other believers who are near us. And, and there's a, uh, the reference to the local church. People, the church is associated with the city. Sometimes the church even associated with someone's home. Um, and, and so that's what we're called to. There's a level of commitment. There's a, there's a level of, uh, our, if you believe the core things about Christ and you are committing yourself to this group, you are a member of the church. And there's different roles within the church. There's a role for leadership of uh, various uh, formats spelled out in the scripture, elders and deacons, and then a whole host of other ways of serving uh, one another uh, in the local church. So that is what it is. And uh, as, as people who come to Faith Family know that we really emphasize uh, local church and local ship church membership. And if you have any questions about that, about once a month we have a membership class during our first service for people who just want to know more about Faith Family Church and know what becoming a member would uh, look like. So there's, there you go. There's a plug for our membership class. To know more, this is a deep topic, and uh, I encourage you to, to f find out more in our uh, membership class. Well, he talked about what the church is, and then he talked about its work, what the church does. Uh, Speaking for ordinary people in ordinary lives, what are some ways that ordinary people can be partners in the gospel as we were uh, urged today? Mike? Well, and Kyle mentioned several. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the things, and, and I'm not embarrassed to say it, is to be financially um, uh, invested mm -hmm. in, in my church. Mm -hmm. And uh, I personally believe that that's a command. Uh, and so I want to, uh, to do that. That is a way that I can help our church reach outside places that I may not be able to reach. reach. Uh, but the other thing I, I thought about too is even though we're a corporate body, you don't necessarily, and you don't necessarily know the people that are in my, my sphere yes. uh, that I work with or that I have contact with during the day. But I do, mm -hmm. and I can be that point of the gospel message uh, to them that the, our corporate body couldn't necessarily be. So I can, I can work uh, in, in my little ministry, my little mission field that God has given all of us. And the only people that don't have that, I would guess, would be some hermit that lives mm -hmm. up in the mountains that doesn't have contact with people. Yeah. So we have all kinds of people that uh, in our life, family, friends, co-workers, and things like that that we can do. So that's the way personally that I can be invested in that plus I can be financially exactly hmm. that's great yeah uh, that's a that's a great answer we could just go with that yeah <laughs> uh, uh, in in reading what what we we had the sermon on verse 5 of Philippians it says uh, because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now and then right before that Paul says always in every prayer of mine uh, he, he makes remembrance of that church so uh, I think just to, just to emphasize it and we this is why we are big on saying, hey, expositional preaching matters. Because sometimes it's like, man, partnership in the gospel, that's such a huge thing. I think for right now, for faith family, for this week, it's like, okay, well, a partnership in the gospel right now is praying for faith family. Mm. Like, just, just right, like yes. if I don't do anything else this week, yes. it's just emphasizing what got emphasized on Sunday. 
that, that we believe is the word being emphasized. And, and there's a level where like, that's, that's like stress relieving. I'm not like caught up in, oh, I didn't hit all 10 ways to be a partner in the gospel this week. Mm-hmm. It's praying for the local body. And then we have that, that really neat, uh, the, the prayer card for that unreached people group, um, just to pray for them. Um, it, it's just, it's an incredible thing. So be, beyond that, I would say just, just as a touch point in all of our lives and Mike, that you, you made me think of this, um, It's an incredibly, I think one of the most subversive things that you can do as as a human being, let alone a Christian, because I know plenty of people who invite people to church that aren't Christians, but I think one of the most subversive things you can do is just straight up just invite somebody to church, because they could come to church and their life could be Mm -hmm. absolutely just wrenched from where it is right now, like living for self, pursuing the the so-called American dream, hmm. getting as much money as they can to then they show up in a, in a, in a place with people that are, that are singing about an almighty being and then their, their whole life is just turned upside down. And so even if, even if we were to just like, all right, I'm gonna pray for faith family and then this week, I'm just gonna invite one person to church and expect it to be weird or expect it to not be weird. It doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it would be incredible to see uh, God's body uh, grow. And because and, that's, that's, that's how we all got here. Yeah. Kyle made mention of that. Somebody banded around each other to then get you to where you are right now. Exactly. No, that's great. I like how you emphasize prayer because again, so often in our Christian lives, we think of the very active activities, if that's you know kind of redundant. But it, uh, evangelism, going on a mission trip, that's what we think of as partnering in the gospel. And we just miss on the, the basic ministry that we all can have. And it is a powerful ministry of prayer, praying for God's uh, glory globally, locally, in our own uh, church. God commands us to pray for one another, to bear one another's burdens, uh, to pray uh, for ourselves that we might be useful vessels for, for God. So just the ministry that we have in prayer is a way to partner with with. Uh, Paul and other ministry leaders just to, to be praying. And then, yeah, the simple in, invitation to a church is one. There's a financial aspect. Uh, I'm just thinking of the context here. Uh, who are some of Paul's partners in the gospel? Well, that ministry team of Silas and Timothy and Luke were clearly, because they were there with him, literally his partners in that, uh, that, those travels and in the ministry that they were doing. But Paul's talking about the Philippians as his ministry partners because clearly they were give, finan- uh, financially supporting Paul. They were financially supporting other Christians in need. Mm-hmm. And the, one of the biggest things, they were just faithfully living their Christian life in Philippi. That was part of their partnership with Paul is that he had helped plant that church and he was out busy doing ministry elsewhere. Them just being faithful to the ministry God had chosen them in their ordinary daily lives and with their fellow believers in their local church, that was partnering in the gospel. So there's so many uh, different ways. And then as God gives other opportunities to to partner with other ministries, to partner um, with other people that the God brings along in a more uh, detailed way. Those are those are wonderful as well. Well, uh, nice to know that uh, Kyle, uh, I'm not the only one who can use a nerdy illustration. And he talked about the, the Fellowship of the Ring from the, oh, the Lord right. of the Rings series. Uh, so yeah, you could substitute Fellowship of the Ring with Fellowship of the Gospel. People of diverse backgrounds and talents and skills 
uh, partnering together for a quest. Our quest is the glory of God and the advancement of Christ's kingdom uh, during the short time that we have on this earth. And so we have a noble task, and it's an adventurous task. It's full of highs and lows, discouraging times and encouraging times. That's what the Christian life is. So as we all, uh, faith family, take part in the fellowship of the gospel. Lord bless you all. Thank you for listening to this resource of Faith Family Church. We gather on Sundays at 495 Hugh Hunter Road in Oak Grove, Kentucky, and are a short drive from Fort Campbell in Hopkinsville, Kentucky, as well as Clarksville, Tennessee. For more information, visit our website, myfaithfamilychurch.com.